Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490, information with inspiration. And, of course, in the studio with me is First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. Good morning, Miss Davison. Good morning, Miss Vanna. <laughs> As usual, we've got on our white gloves in here and our uh, our pearls. And if, yes. and if you can believe that, then we've got some <laughs> land out in well, West Texas we need to oh, sell listen, you. You look gorgeous, though, Cindy. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you're just uh, the, so bubbly and so healthy and so pretty. <laughs> yeah. and me, I'm dragging, as Van says, I'm dragging the rear end. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, hey, but, what's going on with you, girlfriend? Well, a busy week. You know, you, I just get to the point sometimes I think, Lord, you know, it is so exciting just to know you, but to try to make tracks the way you go and you lead is just so exciting. And uh, so that's been one of those weeks. Of course, lots of good things coming down in the, <clears throat> on the news services. You know, a lot of our friends are up in Oklahoma working. Uh, oh, with, yeah. Um, with food and all those things that are going on. So I think the body of Christ is very healthy. Uh, there was a, a survey came out last week saying that Christianity is the largest growing uh, religion in the world today. Now, it's not happening in America in our churches necessarily. It's happening out in, in the neighborhoods. And this week I did um, a TV interview with Dr. Steve Washburn, who's pastor of First Baptist. Yeah, I want to talk about that because you've got a new adventure in your well, life. Well, we have a place. new adventure. Yeah, Love Talk on Point. <laughs> yes. Um, and he was talking about, I'd ask him how many churches uh, the church has, uh, in uh, his church has started. And he said eight Mm. Eight, And he said, you know, they're not coming to church now like they did when, you know, we grew up. He said they're going to the neighborhoods. They're going into the strip centers. They're, you know, these these churches are going where the people are and the people are not coming to the churches. And I think that's true to a large extent. Uh, but there's lots of exciting things going on in Wales. We have a friend that just came back from Wales, uh, Ken Sorensen from uh, the chaplain mm-hmm. for the Western Division for the... Um, Guard, uh, just got back from Wales and, uh, Catherine Mason, who owns the Christian TV station up in Killeen, uh, went with him and. Is they, that right? I did took, not know about that. They took a, uh, TV pack, much like what this new uh-huh, web, uh-huh. uh, TV, uh, broadcasting is and, uh, just had some wonderful things to say about what God's doing in Wales. Well, to me about uh, on-point broadcasting because I know that there's going to be an open house this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That would be on the 12th right. of June uh, in their new facility. Let's talk about what your you know what's been going on there and what the open house looks like and what you anticipate there. Well, you know, f- and who's in you- charge? Well, the Lord is. <laughs> Because there's, there's no money to do it. It's just a really <laughs> exciting adventure. And that's what I'm calling it, a God adventure. I stole that from uh, Ed Sawson. Uh, before you and I partnered together, I did a TV show for almost five years. And it was called Love Talks, plural. And what I did is I interviewed couples and talked to them about how they met, uh, how they knew they loved each other enough to make a covenant. Because that was a time in the city of Austin we were working on the covenant of marriage uh, with pastors and uh, and some friends. And uh, 
we I did that for almost five years, and then our our director, uh, who was Jimmy Miller, Earl Miller's son, uh, was transferred to Canada, and so we had we were using ACC um, uh, interns, and so it was a really exciting program. I did it three times a month, and it was just enough to keep us uh, really looking out there to the mm-hmm. horizon where people were looking for help and for hope, and so. At that time, when we, uh, when that began to come to closure, uh, then the Lord gave us a vision for the Good News Journal. And uh, Van told me, he said, you know, you can't do everything. And by then, uh, you and I had begun to partner, and we were doing two radio pro- I was doing two radio programs. So it came uh, about that, you know, because of some experience I've had in that area, I uh, have a friend that was interested, in fact, two of them, that were interested in hooking on to this new wa- uh, wave of TV webcasting, and there, uh, the uh, the the hookup that Ken and Catherine Mason had that they took with them to uh, to Wales is this backpack. And that's what we videotaped the governor's breakfast with this year. Mm-hmm. That's what we did for the rally and uh, uh, some of the other things that were going on is that they can take that radio station with them now. But mm-hmm. On Point Broadcasting has set up, uh, has an office downtown. It's in the, in the Vaughn building. It's at 807 Brassus Street. Uh, in room 903, and this coming Wednesday is going to be a grand opening. And so this past week I have taped three, well, actually I've taped four programs in all. And one of them is is with our friend Frank Hansen from Pflugerville, who was a World War II uh, veteran. And I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago because I wrote an article for the Good News Journal about him, how he met his wife, Edna, met her in one hour, Second hour, fell in love with her. In the third hour, they went to the preacher's house and to a judge's house, got a license, and married within three hours of meeting each other. So he's he's kind of a uh, a character uh, mm-hmm. and has a great love for the Lord Jesus. So he is one of those that that I did tape. So this coming Wednesday, beginning uh, probably about eight or nine o'clock, uh, the onpointbroadcasting dot com will begin to. Uh, to broadcast and uh, we we've got a full schedule that day you and i are going to be doing um a program and um the governor's supposed to come somewhere between one and two and so it's an open house and the parking is available behind the building so we would invite our, invite our friends to come see us because you and i'll be broadcast we'll be taping a program it'll be streaming live worldwide. good good well <clears throat> congratulations to Lori bartlett who's uh, this yes. is part of her vision, and right. I know that you have uh, coached her in uh, in giving her in both encouragement and direction. And but just... you know the other exciting thing that happened this week, Cindy, and, and I'm full of excitement. Today, yeah, I hear is that. Is that with Judge Edna Stout, uh, we uh, we uh, vamped our prayer alliance, and we're meeting the first Tuesday of the month uh, at noon in the courtroom in the courtroom at Williamson County in Cedar Park. And I was just so on a cloud when I left there on Tuesday because of the women that came together. Uh, and I think, what were there, about a dozen of us? Mm-hmm. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just having an opportunity to Some be. Some good seasoned 
prayer warriors that right. knew how to pray in the sense of it's all about God. And right. uh, so it was very good, I thought. But other than that, you know, there has been uh, a lot of um, uh, static across the airwaves, whether you're talking about radio or TV, about the new, uh, that uh, uh, latest um charge against our present administration regard to personal rights and and losing those and there was a an article that came out press release that came out from Greg Abbott and he is saying that you know he is going to uh stand on our uh constitutional rights and uh if if the UN uh if the president signs that UN um, trade, agreement. yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. arms trade treaty. Mm-hmm. Yes, that he is going to file suit immediately, and so those are the things that uh, that we can thank God for, Cindy. That while some of these things are seems like, seeming like our nation is crumbling, uh, when we look at at how God is building churches in neighborhoods, you know, having Bible studies come together, and then how. Uh, on a national scale, we've got people in this nation like Greg Abbott who believe in the Constitution and our Bill of Rights and are, who are willing, who are willing to devote their lives to, to, uh, protecting that and preserving that. So I think we've had a great week. I think, you know, the coming week's going to be great. I'm having a fabulous <laughs> week because I'm, you know, it's summertime. And I'm just loving reconnecting with my home a little bit and doing some things uh, that with regard to that. Before we go on break, I just want to mention that uh, Called Falls coming up. Um, that'll be on um, June 30th to July 4th. And uh, so Called Fall is just, you know, setting a time aside uh, during worship on June 30th in your church to get on their knees and faces before the Lord in repentance. Uh, Evelyn, we're gonna, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. We're gonna talk about something I'm really mad at. Oh, you're mad? Yeah, I'm mad. Oh. And I want to come back and talk about that. And I, I'm sure. Is it at me? Everybody wants to hear me rant and rave. This is love talk on the word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios, information with inspiration, reminding you that you can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com and that uh, On Point Broadcasting is going to go live this week um, on June the 12th. You can see some of Evelyn's recorded interviews on that and some of the uh, programming that's coming up. Uh, Evelyn, as we went out on break, we were we were catching people up on kind of the right. news and what's going on. And one of the big prayer things that's going to be taking place at the end of this month is June 30th through July 4th, a call to fall. And it's, you know, just very simple once again, asking all of those to get on their knees, every Christ follower in America, 
uh, praying for repentance and mm-hmm. uh, realizing that, uh, you know, Christians gather in all kinds of places, homes right. <clears throat> and workplaces and storefronts and worship centers, but to take three to five minutes wherever they are and uh, in corporate humility before the Lord on Sunday, June 30th. And uh, before celebrating our independence, right. first things first, talk to the Lord about our dependence on, on him. him. Especially now, in times like this, Cindy, when it seems that so many of our uh, civil liberties are just being thrown to the wolves. And I, I don't know if that's what you're mad about today. But uh, you said you were mad, and I yeah, can't wait to I find out why you're mad. I remind myself of that woman. Do you remember fried green tomatoes were the kind of the middle-aged woman? She got mad in a grocery store because someone took her yes. parking place, and she just banged. The, it was like a road rage. She was a little banged her wagon. car. Right, and she said, well, I can do it because I've got insurance. Yeah. Well, yeah, a couple of things. Just I'm I'm about to go on a rant here. Okay, We're gonna, I'll keep, told you that. Okay, a bit. it's in keeping with uh, a little bit about what uh, Attorney General Greg Abbott's doing over the UN uh, Arms Trade Treaty, right. where it is a tendency in this administration. Now, here's the thing, Evelyn. I feel like America just got the middle digit. Mm-hmm. from the administration. Oh, and, okay, middle digit. Yeah, okay. I'll let the rest of y'all, I mean, I could go, I'm Texas, I could for sure make that more graphic, but I'm No, 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 well, I think that's good enough. <laughs> that's good enough. Okay, so America haven't been given the middle digit. Here's like on the on the UN Trade Treaty. Oh. First of all, okay, so this is typical. This was typical of the Daily Machine in Chicago, which I happen to have some personal upfront knowledge. Okay, so the in-round run on the Second Amendment is mm-hmm. now the UN Arms Trade Treaty. In other words, we can't go directly after the states. So we'll do this in-round run. We'll sign a treaty globally, mm-hmm. and then America will be subjected to global laws having to do with our rights to bear arms. Okay, that's number one. Okay. Here's number two. Number two. So, number How one. How in two. the world does Susan Rice of Benghazi oh. infamous nature get promoted to be a part of the UN on the executive team where she's virtually now untouchable, mm-hmm. not having to give testimony, not having, instead of, quote, losing her job, She's now been promoted. What world does that happen in where you can go out and talk and spread that kind of propaganda and those kind of lies to the American public having to do with a cover-up and having to do with leaving our men behind? I mean, even within the armed forces. There is an unwritten rule that says leave no man behind. Right. So what has happened to the American people that says, oh, no, we're not only going to leave them behind, but from the highest office in the land, we're going to be able to tell the American people one thing, and the very Mm -hmm. person who that came out of their mouth is going to get promoted that's what I mean by being the American America being given the middle digit. Now, here's my third rant. Okay. So here's this deal with the IRS targeting of mm. 501c3s and of conservative. Now, you and I are part of the 501c3 world. 
And so this comes near and dear. Yeah. But more than that, we're Americans. We're just, that's what makes us special. It just makes us Americans. So this whole business about this was a few rogue IRS agents in Cincinnati, that is completely hogwash. You know, Franklin mm-hmm. Graham did an interview last night on Fox News, and they were targeted. Yes. Both Samaritan's Purse and and their other, the larger mm-hmm. Billy Graham uh, Crusades organization, they were targeted. Now, they had their licensing. They had their certificates, but they were targeted through audits. Mm-hmm. Then there was a panel of some 30-plus conservative and religious organizations representing everything from marriage mm-hmm. to Tea Party to faith-based, none of which were Ohio-based, just like the Iowans. They were asked questions about, what books do you read? Tell us who you're interviewing and who you're talking with. They had to they had to say that they had had conversation with their representatives and none of them, it took all of them over three plus years to to receive their paperwork. Now, these are those who persisted and persevered in it. So listen, I have been a real defender of what I thought was conspiracy paranoia about this administration. As a matter of fact, you know that I have spent a lot of time on my knees praying Mm -hmm. on behalf of this administration. In Washington, D.C., when I go there, I I pray specifically for the president. But I will tell you, this is a sorry state of affairs, and I am one unhappy pistol-packing mama. Well, Cindy, you're not the only one, and that's why we wanted today to talk about uh, some of the things that we're facing in this nation in regard to truth. That's what we're talking about. Where does truth come from, and are we hearing it? Are we living it? No, we're not in America. It's it's really the sad thing. That's why I mentioned that I'm so proud of Greg Abbott because this guy is a constitutionalist. He is a conservative. He knows the Constitution. That's why we the one of the first interviews I did was with Dr. Steve Washburn because Dr. Washburn knows the Constitution. And he says, and others join him in agreement, and Greg's one of those, that says churches are not under 501c3. We are under the Constitution of the United States of America. Now, the problem we have with this, that people across this nation don't understand and don't know, is just a few years ago, the Constitution was changed to a living document. A living document. Now, I don't know all that. It, I don't know all of what that means, except that, that it is living to the point that they can change it any way they desire to change it without a constitutional convention. In other words, meaning that based on cultural thought, popular thought, the times, yeah. you know, as interpreted, then they, they, they interpret the Constitution. Yeah. In a contemporary way. So what you have, or what we should have, is three independent divisions in our government. We have the executive, which is the president. We have the congressional, which is legislative. Legislative. And then we have the law, the legalistic. Which which is is judicial. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, 
the way the breakdown has happened in this nation, the president appoints or recommends a Supreme Court justice. It goes to the Congress, and then the two of them make the decision. Uh, same way with judgeship. So what's happening in our nation is law is being changed to fit the mindset of the local political machine. Well, that's what I'm telling you. It is like a workaround. Everything right now is some kind of workaround. It reminds me of the light rail system here in Austin, which the voters voted down three different times. And then the next thing you knew, there were rail systems built and a rail going through Austin, even though the voters had said no. I mean, it's not so much about light rail, but it's about a mindset that says, I'm above what the people think. We know better for the people what they should think than they know themselves. Well, the problem with this, Cindy, that I see, and I'm not really uh, one that... um, looks at theories, you know, conspiracies, it is that the nation is changing so much from those who pay the bills (laughs) to those that want to be paid. And whether you're talking about Congress with, you know, when you have representatives that are there 40 years uh, and it's a job for them. Oh, those guys are about to vote themselves out of Obamacare completely. If you think for a second that those guys, they're not in our retirement system. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you they're not going to be in our health care system. Well, those guys that told you, including all those Republicans that stood up there and said, we're going to repeal Obamacare just as soon as we can. They're just sitting there. They're just looking you straight in the face and lying to you just as big as as Dallas. Well, as a whole, I agree with that. But I can tell you there's some good ones there, and those are the ones that we need to support. And, we, you know, we can't name those on the air today, and I'd love to do that. But we can't. Well, the mood I'm in. Okay, okay. And I give you privilege. I give you privilege. But the, the thing that we have got to focus on in this one, we're talking about truth. This is what our focus is. That's why we're taking so much time today to dig into this stuff, Cindy, because we have been deceived greatly. I thought we were taking a mental health moment for me. Well, maybe you are. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any mental health left. But the thing is this, is that our liberty as a United States citizen was weakened and threatened greatly this week when the the administration helped the United Nations pass this arms trade treaty. Now, that is one of the the stallmarks of this nation is that you have the right to arm yourself. It's the it is that one safety uh plug against tyranny. And I want you to know that Greg Abbott is a man of faith. He loves God. He loves this nation. And he is going to fight like nobody has ever fought before. Because he says this one thing with the United Nations passing this treaty that the president is is apparently going to sign will erode, will, will, will erode all liberties guaranteed to Americans in the Constitution by giving, the, I'm sorry, the UN power over our lives. And so that 
you know, when you've got an administration, and I don't mean just the executive, you've got the Supreme Court, you've got the legalistic arm, you've got the the legislative arm where they're trying, you know, who knows what's what's happening. Then it's time that we in this nation have got to fall on our face before God. And that's what call to fall is. It is the second second Chronicles seventeen where it says, My people, the grassroots of these of this nation, come together. We get on our knees before God and we cry out to him. And when the Hebrew children did that, Cindy, when they cried out to God when they were on the tyranny of Pharaoh, God heard their cries, and he said, I'm answering because I hear the cries of my people. And that's why we wanted to introduce our program today, and we've taken half our time to do this. But it is essential for us. So what are we to do? We're to get online and contact Greg Abbott. We are to contact our representatives, our senators. We're blessed. We've got some good ones from Texas. But I can tell you, we don't stop there. We have got to make our voice be known as we cry out to God because he will answer us. Well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk more about tyranny and truth. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I'm sort of love talking this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm We're in the clouds. Um, I hate talking here, but anyhow, no. there would be those that would say, oh, that woman, she is a hate monger. But by the way, we are here, <laughs> I hate to say this, but we are on KLGO, the word 1490, information with inspiration. And, and nobody owns us, Cindy. That's the thing that is so exciting to me is, is we have the freedom with those who sponsor us to come on and from the conservative point of view and from biblical admonition is to talk about those truth, those things that are not right, but major on the things that are right. And we're talking about truth. You know, life is not just about knowing the truth. It is about living well, the truth. That's right. How can you talk about truth unless you are talking about it in contrast to, let's say, tyranny? Right. Because otherwise it is very convenient to make truth whatever reality you want to morph it into. Mm-hmm. It is like the UN, you know, arms trade treaty. You can morph, <laughs> you can morph truth into your reality. I can morph it into my reality. But boy, when you've got a contrast, mm-hmm. when you're looking at tyranny, I guarantee you our ancestors had a stark contrast. Yeah. And this is this uh, situation about, you know, the Second Amendment. That wasn't just so you and I could, so we would be safe at the gas station, you know, late at night. That was so that the government could not would not be, be able to overpower uh-huh. the citizens of the United uh-huh. States so that the government was then free to be a tyrant. In the individual lives, this was this was coming directly out of the confrontation with the Constitution, the mindset of America, which was the everyman with, of course, the kingship. But now let's move along because we are talking in this new segment about truth and we're talking about the way, the truth and the life. You know, you can't take 
truth, and like I said, you can't take it and put it in a vacuum. If you don't know the way, if you don't know the truth, and if you don't know how that relates to life, then you can be as esoteric, mm-hmm. you can be a philosopher all day and all night. Right. So I have a couple of questions, everyone, and, you know, because uh, in John 14, Jesus says basically this, I am. And he says he's, he's first the way of truth, the way to life. Mm-hmm. It is the only way to his life. Now, talk about truth, because in these days and age, here I go again, you know, everybody, you know, how intolerant and even hateful it is mm-hmm. to say something exclusive like Jesus is the only way. Yeah. Boy, people get Are challenged on that. between man and woman oh, is the only way. Oh, dare you, Evelyn Or Davison. that, you know, we have a right to communicate with one another without being hassled by the government. And, you know, this varies on this IRS thing this week of, uh, uh, is scary. Uh, all of the things. Well, you're that, just a radical. I'm a no. I'm a radical. And yeah. see, they I don't know that they're listening to my telephone calls. I've, I've been, <laughs> they've done that before, but I don't care because I tell you, the Lord birthed us for a time such as this, Cindy. He birthed you for a time such as this. The fact that you and I would have the opportunity to come on this radio station and talk about a nation the way we've talked about today and even you know more than that because we you know we we'll be streamed live on lifetime it goes worldwide well let's talk about that for a minute it's it's totally off script but we're off script anyway and we'll just just move down that road you know one of the things when you talk about for such a time as this you're really talking about identity do people know who they are do they know who they are in Christ? Let's right. take Esther because, and I don't want the men to tune out on this because, you know, even though Esther, you know, powder, well, she saved a nation. She powdered days. and painted for uh, three days. Yeah. Well, <laughs> really days. for um, a year before she could even go to the court because they have a special diet. Right. They had all kinds of creams. Okay. So guys, we're not saying you have to do that, but here's the thing is, do you know? Who you are you because are. she could have sat back. First of all, she'd been taken from her home, everything she knew. Mm-hmm. She'd been put in a harem. She had every right. chance to be nothing more than just a concubine, which yeah. in these days and age, it's... we talk about human trafficking. She'd yeah, been stolen from her home. Right. She'd been in the king's court. She had no control of that on her own. She could have sat back in fear amongst what were dozens and dozens of other women to be used as, 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 as men desired to use her in this case and said nothing and had a rel, a demeaning life, a relative life of safety mm-hmm. with zero impact. Now, but, what identity are you and I going to take on? Well, we're taking it on today, Cindy, as we call attention to the difference between lies, untruths, and truth. And we know without any doubt whatsoever that Jesus has given us the evidence that he is the truth. And one of those, first of all, is in the miracles that he performed. And you know what miracles are the evidence of? It's power. Mm-hmm. He could call the ocean to stop. He could call somebody from the dead. Miracles of Jesus 
where everyday things is a part of his life. And it came to us as evidence that he was who he said he was. I am the way. I am the truth of life. And then the resurrection is evidence of what? Life again. So if miracles are an evidence of his power, you know, the scriptures are replete with those. We are seeing them today. I mentioned earlier that Christianity is the fastest growing religion in the world, even against Islam. And in America, Islam is. Well, why don't people want to believe that truth, Evelyn? Why do people want to chase after the kind of corrupt power that that gives them a sense of, you know, I am entitled to this? Why is it that it is so controversial these days? You know, I mean, there's a popular stream of thought. You know, I, uh, Bill O'Reilly's written several books, you know, Killing Lincoln, Killing Kennedy. I mean, and now, you know, here's the killing here's the, unborn ki- baby, killing, killing Jesus. I mean, this is, the, you know, because it is unpopular on the one hand to talk about believing in the kind of power and mm-hmm. the miracle working power of Jesus and the exclusive exclusivity of Jesus as being Lord when Christians are considered to be ignorant, Christians are considered to be powerless, Christians are considered to be without identity, yeah, uh, intolerant. Ignorant, you know, you just don't know any better. Well, it's because of the systems, Cindy, that of evil that has permeated uh, the lifestyle in America. When this nation was founded, and we will soon celebrate the 237th anniversary of the birth of life in America, people came here because they wanted to know God. They wanted to serve him. They wanted to serve each other and make a difference in the time in which they live. And that is denied across the board today in the textbooks across our nation. So that is the truth. It is truth. It's evidence that it's truth. But there are those that deny it has ever happened, that that's not what they came. And see, that's why we're talking about truth today. What is it that we hear every day on the television? Most of all, it's untruth. Well, this it's is more- exactly, I was, I'm glad you're going that direction because here's the thing. We can talk about truth all day. But the reason why I went on my rant is because do you have the ability to recognize a lie? Because in Hebrews 6.18, God says this about himself. He says, so God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because of what? Because it is impossible for For God God to to lie. lie. And basically right now, culturally, what people are saying is that God is a lie. Yeah. God is a liar, but can the people even recognize basic truth from lie around them culturally? How can you possibly hope to be able to discern truth and the truth of who God is when you're not able to discern when someone's looking you straight in the face and telling you a lie and you don't have the gumption to stand up and say, hey, You are lying straight to my face. Well, I can tell you, Cindy, that's a hard question to answer. But I do know this. 
that God in every generation has raised up messengers that know him and know the truth and are willing to lay their lives on the line. You know, it it is amazing to me how many pastors in this nation today uh, are fearful that they will lose their 501c3, which they don't even own. I mean, churches don't operate. That or their salary, because they're all salary. Well, it's a job. You know, when the nation was founded by and the education of the general public came through, uh, the truth of who God was and the truth of the principles of the Constitution came through the black-robed regiment. Through preachers in America speaking the truth of God Mm -hmm. and the truth of the principles of what they had escaped in tyranny in Europe, a system by which they could never achieve equality, the pursuit of happiness, or the God-given call upon their lives. Mm -hmm. So... Well, with every generation, God promised that he would raise up a messenger. And, you know, we can name a lot of them today, and it's time for our break. But Franklin Graham is one of those. Franklin was the um, honorary chairman for National Day of Prayer a couple of years ago. He was to speak in the Pentagon. He was disinvited. This last year, he was to speak, and he was disinvited. Because people know him, they know that he knows the truth. And truth, for some, is not only a danger for them in the way they want to live, in, in whether you're called a liberal lifestyle or you call an ungodly lifestyle or carnal lifestyle. There are many Christians that live that way. Even so, it, it is um, a charge against this nation that we have become so weak-kneed that we don't get on our knees before God. Well, and that's why Call to Fall is so important this year. Well, Franklin Graham has written a letter to the president, and he's confronted him and told him, he said, this is targeting, and this is way outside of just Cincinnati, Ohio. We're going to take our break, and we're going to ask the question, why do we treat God as if he doesn't exist? Good morning, I am Cindy Vanna, love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490, information with inspiration, reminding you that you can listen to the archive of this program on lovetalknetwork.com. Catch up with Evelyn and I on our latest blog. Evelyn, um, we're in our closing segment, and you've been really, really good to me today, as you've allowed my uh me to uh <laughs> vent some. well i don't think it's vent uh cindy as much as it and it's not frustration i think it's a call of god on li- on our life your life my life my life Juan's life gene bender's life with this radio station that we would be honest in our reporting honest in our journalism and truthful in what the word says about these issues that are coming to a point that will bring destruction in this nation, Cindy, if we do not stand up and blow Make the whistle. No mistake about it. And destruction is not your 501c3 or our 501c3, not our 401k. 
that's not the destruction we're talking about. We're talking about annihilation. We're talking about literally the walls coming down around us. We're talking about. But you know what Jesus says about all this, Cindy? He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Now, this is Jesus talking. He's talking primarily to uh, John's writing this, and he's got an audience of Gentiles and, and Jewish believers, the Hebrews. And he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There are more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, I would have told you I'm going to prepare a place for you where everything is ready. I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I'm going. No, we don't know, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going or how we can know the way. Jesus told him, I am the way. I'm the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. We are not to be troubled in our days, Cindy, by the fact that God is not troubled, is not strong enough to correct the things that are wrong. We're to be troubled he about the things the that thing. we're living with. But he has said, don't be troubled that I am not going to be present with you. Trust me. Trust me. That's why a call to fall is so important on June the 30th. As pastors and people across this nation get on their knees on the, at the altar of God and confess our negligence in allowing our nation to proceed to the point where we are today, where we can stand in jeopardy of losing every one of the rights that we have in this nation, to be free to speak the truth and live the truth. Because where did our ancestors receive the courage to go forward and to risk everything. Are we called to be Thomases? Are we called to say we don't know where you're going, Lord? Is that really the truth that we don't know who Jesus is and where he's going and therefore we've got to build some kind of cultural pathway, some kind of homogeneous mindset of culture that supersedes the principles of God? No, that's not what you're talking about, Evan, because we do know the way. I apologize. Well, the thing is this, Cindy. We are not in a different place than the first century Christians were. They looked at Rome, and they were dragged off to the Colosseum, and they were set loose in the middle where the lines came forth. Just because we're Christians does not mean that we're going to be protected from everything that the world would bring against us. Whether you're talking about a government that's out of control or you're talking about uh, any of the things, evil, evil that just has permeated our society. We are to believe that Jesus is the way, that he is the truth. And that we can know him in a personal way. And, if, you know, you may be as disturbed as we are today as we've talked about how it is that a nation that was built upon the foundation of belief in God and was really had was made up of people who had the courage to fight to to build a new nation. How we have come to a point today when it is no longer valued. Just this last week, we at the Good News Journal got a news release saying that the sorry, uh, I think it was the SARS, are petitioning in America 
that their children in public schools can pause 12 times a day to pray to pray in classrooms when we when we get to a point that we have erased the Judeo-Christian ethic upon which this nation was built, that we would begin to participate in the evilness of a system of government that would take the life of anyone that does not agree with them, then we are in serious trouble. And we're not warmongers, Cindy. I am not. You're not. You know, I've got a six-shooter and I carry it. But the thing is, the truth of God is the greatest weapon we have. And the scriptures tell us we're to pull on the full armor of God, the full armor of God, and get ready for battle because that's what we're in. Well, you know, and for, uh, earlier in John, Jesus says this. He said, I'm telling you the most solemn and sober truth. Whoever believes in me has real life, eternal life. I am the bread of life. He said, your ancestors ate manna in the desert and died. Uh-huh. But who? Whoever eats of me, the bread of life shall have what? Life eternal. Evelyn, how is it that the ultimate truth can become a reality in those who are listening to Well, me? it's because Jesus loved us enough that he came, Cindy, and paid the price. And the price is, was paid in blood. This nation was built upon the blood of our veterans, uh, upon those in the, the uh the forerunner of, of, of our generation. But it's so, God's plan for love and life is so simple. A is come to know, acknowledge that apart from him, you cannot do what he has called you to do. It takes the power of his presence. And you have to acknowledge that you don't have it if you're not a Christian. Secondly, you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the scripture says you can't come any other way. He is the way. He said, I am the way. And then the the C is commit your life to him. Just as little as you know about him, just as little as you're able to do, say, Lord, I want to believe. Help my unbelief. Teach me, love me, care for me, but give me your life. Cindy, we have a special gift that we would give anyone today who has made this commitment. And it's just easy to just get on your knees wherever you are right now. Pull your car off the road and just close your eyes and say, Lord, help me. Come into my life and begin to live your life in me. And as you do that, he will do that. He'll begin to work in your life in a way that you will know what real truth is. But we'd like for you to give us, uh, get in touch with us so that we can help you do that. That's 512-249-6535 because, of course, the city of Austin has decided that every phone number has to be, that's dialed has to be 512-249-6535. And our website? LoveTalkNetwork.com. And then the new TV web? On Point Broadcasting. Dot com. com. Okay, Cindy, it's been a great day it today. I been. hope you get happy. I hope you get um <laughs> Yeah, I'm over. just I'm just praying not to have the hiccups anymore. <laughs> I got so excited I'm just I'm totally spasmed out here. Well, this has been a good day, Cindy, and we just pray for you as you listen to us that God would speak to your heart and that you would come to know the truth. And the truth is he loves you. So have a good week and we'll see you next week for Love Talk.